What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. In today's episode, you guys are about to get gut punched. Just a forewarning. It's going to happen. Just embrace it. You don't have to you don't have to brace yourself for the gut punch. Just accept that this is a dose of reality that you probably need to hear. It's funny because anytime I'm doing a little market research and I ask people, how'd you find the show? Why do you listen? The most common answer is, I like the way that you keep it real. You don't sugarcoat anything. You just tell it like it is. And that honest truth is what we need. Well, you're about to get a double dose of that because I had Chris Cavallini on the show the CEO and founder of Nutrition Solutions, and he doesn't sugarcoat it either. He's direct and honest and raw, and I think it is a breath of fresh air in the space because a lot of times you hear people that try to dance around certain topics. They will you know, avoid taboo subjects and things like that, but Chris just comes direct and to the point, and his story is absolutely incredible. This is somebody who went from being arrested 17 times before his 18th birthday to being a drug dealer to ultimately starting nutrition solutions, which I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about that in a second, but fitness and nutrition basically saved his life. And it can be that catalyst for change that you need. So you'll hear his story. You'll hear how powerful it is at the end of the episode. When we recorded, I had not tried nutrition solutions. So I was talking about how do they, keep their meals, you know, the meal delivery service. They have prepackaged meals, all quality ingredients. And I wanted to be able to speak to it personally because that's what I do on the show. Any sponsor that we have, any company that we bring on, if I haven't tried it, I'll be honest. If I don't know about it, I'll be honest. And if I have tried it, I'll be honest. So at the time, I had not tried their meals and, and Chris was nice enough to overnight me a package of, of meals so that I could speak from personal experience. Well, I have to say, I've tried a lot of meal delivery services. I've tried, I'm not going to name them because I don't want them to seem uh, like I'm taking shots, but I was blown away at the taste and the quality of the food at Nutrition Solutions. So um, because I am dieting for the wedding right now, I went with the the first meal that I tried was the uh, keto chicken parm, which was with zucchini noodles. And it was so... like. I'm always so skeptical of the taste, but it blew me away. And then he has a, what he calls a clean cheats, which there's like a cherry pie. There's a donut. There's some that I'm forgetting, but I had like a little sliver of the cherry pie and a little sliver of the donut. And again, I know I was expected to be dry and like this cardboard flavor, man, like, I don't know how they nailed the quality and the taste, but they absolutely did. So. I highly recommend checking out Nutrition Solutions. Uh, NutritionSolutions.com is the website. If you do, try their meals. Tell them that I sent you. Tell them that you were a Mind Over Macros listener. It would mean the world to me if you could spread the love because I appreciate people who take that much care into the product that they're delivering. And you guys know when it comes to... um, by the way, they're not a sponsor of the show. This was just a connection and somebody that I wanted to bring on. And now I wanted to speak about it from personal experience. So there is no affiliation. I don't get any kickbacks. There is nothing um, business related other than I tried it. I really liked it. And I think that you should try it as well. So if you do, let them know that you're a Mind Over Macros listener. And uh, 
I would greatly appreciate that. Um, also, you can leave a five-star rating and review of the podcast on any platform, but most notably Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you do that, you get entered to win a drawing every single week to win a free supplement of your choice from one of our sponsors, Organifi, Cured, or Paleo Valley. So leave a five-star rating review. If you go on your phone, you open the podcast app, you type, you tap the search button, type in Mind Over Macros, you click on the thumbnail, you scroll all the way down until you see ratings and reviews, you tap write a review, submit the review, and you're eligible to win. Now, because you're already there, you should also subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Subscribe, follow, like, whatever the button is on the platform that you're listening to that allows you to be notified of new episodes. That is the best way to help us grow, to reach new people, and to continue to impact as many people as we possibly can with this show. So if you've received any kind of value from it, pay it forward, like, subscribe, follow, and share, and it would mean the world to me. So if you enjoy this interview, Chris and I would both love to hear it. You can tag us on Instagram. My handle is at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, and his handle is at Chris Cavallini. And with that being said, enjoy the episode. All right. What's up, everybody? I am joined today by a very special guest. I have Chris Cavallini on the show, the CEO and founder of Nutrition Solutions. And uh, Chris, thanks so much for joining me. What's happening, brother? Glad to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I always like to start kind of in the same place just because I'm always interested in in the origin story of uh, really, it's a two-part question. Number one, how did you get into fitness? Like, What was the origin story of getting into it in the first place? And then number two is how did nutrition solutions come to be? So uh, whichever one you want to start with, uh, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. To give the cliff note version of the origin story behind fitness, if you will, I uh, had a very unconventional upbringing. I was arrested 17 times before my 18th birthday. I was in and out of foster homes, group homes, juvenile detention centers, and jail cells. Had a very uh, unorthodox youth um, being that that was the type of living conditions that I, I grew up around. I uh, had a lot of issues. And I uh, around the eighth grade or so, I discovered the weight room. And, you know, I, I worked out, I remember the first time I worked out, I felt something that I, I never felt before. And it was something that I recognized I needed more of in my life. And, you know, as a, as a kid who was getting in a lot of trouble, had a lot of problems, the gym gave me an opportunity to basically work out the anger issues that I had or work out to some degree, uh, minimize, I should say, maybe some of the lashing out that I was doing around that time. But it also gave me an opportunity to start building significance. Um, I was a very insecure kid. I, uh, you know, I think that looking back, obviously, in hindsight, everything is 2020. At the time, I wasn't aware of it. But, you know, getting arrested that many times and, 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 and being somebody who was just, you know, constantly in trouble, constantly getting in fights, constantly doing stupid shit that I absolutely should not have been doing. I was looking for significance. I was looking for attention and I was seeking it in the just perhaps most toxic, unhealthy, uh, unconducive to prosperity manner possible. So the gym was a way for me to start basically developing good qualities about myself that gave me the opportunity to experience significance uh, in a more positive context. 
So started working out um, in around the eighth grade. And then once I uh, got into high school, obviously I had the opportunity to work out a little more. Um, you know, I, I still got in a ton of trouble. I mean, I my record, I have everything from I mean, I multiple felonies on my record, you know, assault, battery, assault with a dangerous weapon. Um, I, I, I dealt drugs for a number of years. Fitness, you know, an argument can be made that fitness not only changed my life, but I think it's pretty safe to say that it saved my life because through fitness, I learned the importance of hard work, the importance of self-discipline. And when you put those two things together, sustain over the long term, hard work and discipline with consistency is really where the magic happens. And what fitness taught me is hard work works, hard work and discipline works. And once you actually recognize that, once you start reaping the, the, the fruits of your labor in the gym, you then realize that that same process that is necessary to become successful with fitness is absolutely applicable to any other area of life that you're looking to grow in. And uh, that realization was very powerful, powerful for me and, and still continues to be to this day. Anytime that things are not going the way that I want them to go, whether personal, professional, if I just feel like maybe I've gotten a little stagnant, my immediate go-to and default is to just level up my fitness, dial in my diet a little more, up the intensity of my training, you know, incorporate a, a different discipline of training so I can keep the needle moving. Because I feel like the higher we go with our fitness, I think simultaneously our consciousness evolves right along with it. And, you know, where we go in this lifetime is a result of our consciousness and what we believe to be possible. And, you know, through fitness, you're able to shatter limiting beliefs, build confidence and, and basically become the person that you were put on this planet to be. Yeah. It's a, it's a powerful story. You mentioned believing that certain things are possible. And I imagine that growing up the way that you did with your you know childhood, that you probably didn't see a bright future at the time, or maybe there was a ceiling on what you thought was possible for yourself. Uh, do you remember the the turning point or uh, the process for which that changed? Where now you know being a successful entrepreneur, business owner, um, having you know the fitness level that you do. Do you remember the the moment or kind of the process where that ceiling just got completely shattered and you started to believe that there's a lot more possible than than I ever imagined? Yeah, that's a that's a, a great question, and it's not an easy one to answer. Uh, obviously. When I was growing up and, you know, in juvenile detention centers, in jail cells, in foster homes, you know, living on the street for short periods of time, you're not aware that things could be different or things could be better. Or, you know, my life will always look like this is just kind of what you're accustomed to. This is your life. Now, to some degree, I was aware that things were a little different for me being that, you know, I had friends that I kind of saw how their family set up and their home dynamic was like, so I was aware to a certain degree that things were a little different for me. It wasn't until I was given an ultimatum my senior year in high school. Um, again, I was arrested 17 times prior to turning 18. Eventually, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, the state of Massachusetts, got sick of seeing me in the courtroom and they basically recognized that I wasn't getting it. I wasn't learning. Every time that I'd get arrested, I'd get whatever punishment, whatever fine, whatever, you know, uh, minimum uh, j jail sentence. And it was progressively, obviously, as the, the charges got more significant, as did the sentence. Eventually, they realized that like they'd given me enough breaks and inevitably they gave me an ultimatum to either go to jail for seven months or join the military. So 
I opted to join the military and subsequently spent five of the most exciting years of my life and most rewarding years of my life as a Navy deep sea diver. To this day, it's one of the most significant accomplishments of my life, something that uh, I'm very proud of and, and something I was extremely proud of at the time, because for someone like me, that was everything, you know, being able to uh, join a, a, an elite brotherhood in a, in a very uh, special community of high value men who, you know, basically forced me to level up. I mean, I, I was uh, I was the youngest guy in my command from the day that I checked in till, you know, years later when I when I checked out. And once I got out of Massachusetts and got away from the people that I'd been surrounding myself with. And this is not a knock on them. I want to make it very clear. I was the worst one out of my friend group. So it wasn't like this person was causing me to do this. And this person was, you know, influencing me to do that. It was this, the environment in general, this environment was essentially what I'd gotten used to with the circumstances of my life. So when I changed my environment and went to, uh, you know, join the military, I was now in a in, in a fraternity, a brotherhood, a community that made me proud. I had a mission. I had a purpose. I was around high value men who didn't take it easy on me. They didn't. They didn't. You know, the the military, uh, especially the community that I was in. You know, it, it's a it's a very it's a shame based culture. Like if you're not up to par, if you're not meeting standards, they're going to let you know, and they're going to let you know in the way that is the most uncomfortable way possible. You will not make it in the community that I was in if you do not have thick skin. And, uh, you know, looking back on it, it, it was exactly what somebody like me needed. It was a gift from the universe. And, you know, in that time, I, I evolved into something more and I became just a completely different person. I learned the importance of discipline. I learned the importance of winning. I learned the importance of teamwork. And I, I learned the importance of, you know, what it actually means to take pride in the details. And, you know, this is something that to this day is important to me. The, 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 core, the core values and lessons that I learned in the military are absolutely things that I still apply to my personal life and to my business. My business, Nutrition Solutions, we maintain a paramilitary style culture. In fact, you know, not only do we pay, uh, maintain a paramilitary style culture as far as our, uh, you know, chain of command goes, like the military, I pay my team to work out. I, I literally pay them when they're on the clock in the morning to work out. We do very high intense uh, functional training in the morning, do the hardest thing first thing in the day and basically just you know kill the workout, then kill the day. We are in fact a company that helps its clients achieve lifestyle transformations. And we're very good at what we do. But the reason we're good at what we do is because we actually are doing the same things that our clients are coming to us to help them with. So it's really important to me that, you know, we lead by example across all aspects and uh, in, in all areas of the business. And, you know, what, what type of hypocrite would I be if, you know, my team was a bunch of just fat, weak, lazy, gelatinous slobs that, you know, weren't actually walking the walk. And, you know, I don't think that would really give our clients the peace of mind that they need going into a lifestyle transformation. Yeah, and obviously you experienced for yourself the the importance of changing your environment. There's the old adage: if if you hang around with five smokers, you'll become the sixth. If you hang around with five fit you know fit people, you're going to become the sixth. And uh, the you know the the community aspect, the environmental aspect of being able to level up to um, see what else is possible and have other people holding you to a higher standard. You experienced it firsthand. What was the process like for having that you know experience for yourself to then 
leveraging that and saying, I, I want to do this for an organization that I run. I want to, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit. Was it something that was innate in you? Was it something that you feel like you had to learn? Uh, was there always that kind of gut calling? Um, how did that all come to be? Yeah, I sold a little weed in high school. Making money was always important to me. I had a, uh, a job. As soon as I was old enough to get a job, I worked because having money was important to me. I needed to be self-sufficient to a certain degree. I would work for you know minimum wage and then take that money, reinvest that in a buying a bag of weed and then maybe turn flip that, make 30 bucks. So to a certain extent, I think the the hustle was always instilled within me. Um, you know, the the environment aspect is really important. And, and just so the listeners don't really I don't want anybody to get confused. My uh, my ascent was not it wasn't, you know, progressively straight. I joined the military. It, it helped me out. It uh, changed my life. I spent, again, five of the most rewarding years of my life becoming something that, you know, I didn't know that I had the potential or capacity of, of being. Eventually, it came time to uh, either reenlist or get out of the military. And I was offered a significant amount of money, uh, a significant amount at the time, 60 grand, you know, which is like the equivalent of like 6 million today to reenlist. And I made the decision not to only because it would have required me to have to leave uh, Jacksonville, Florida, where I was stationed. And the reason I didn't want to leave is because I liked this person that I was becoming. I liked the environment I was in. I liked the people that I had in my life. And I, I just was just terrified of the thought of going somewhere else and then regressing, slipping back into my old ways or just not feeling as good as how I'd felt over the last five years. So I stayed in Jacksonville and basically got to the military and lost all of my structure, lost my mission, lost my purpose, lost every every positive habit that I'd cultivated in the military and instilled in me over the last five years. I basically lost it overnight. How that's possible, I'm not really sure, but you know, I, I didn't recognize how drastic that would, you know, impact me. So for five years I knew where to be, when to be there, what to be wearing, and what our mission was. I I had a, a mission. I had a purpose. I had something that you know got me up early, kept me up late. Something that I took a lot of pride in. And now I don't have that anymore. So I regressed quickly. I regressed very very quickly. I, I found myself working in a strip club within two months of getting out of the military, thinking that was a good idea, thinking I could make some money uh, under the table while uh, you know going to doing community college classes. And I didn't really care about the education, but the military has phenomenal education benefits. And if you maintained a, a full-time uh, college schedule, which was the equivalent to two online community college classes, they'd give you like an extra $1,500 a month if you didn't have a job. So I was working under the table. There was no record of that. So again, always had the hustler mentality, got myself into the strip club, just started getting off track with the quickness. You know, that environment was not conducive to the mentality that somebody like me had, you know, I, I was a very insecure person. I had just a lot of anger issues. I was because of uh, my insecurity. I, uh, you know, very quick to, to to get argumentative and combative and getting in fistfights with customers every night, you know, taking the girls home, drinking on the job to make the, 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 the work more interesting and, and more fun because I hated it so much. Inevitably, I decided to give that up. I quit and basically transitioned one day to the next and became a drug dealer. And I, I, I sold anabolic steroids for seven years. And in that seven years is when a lot of things happened to me. You, you know, uh, it was the best of times and the worst of times. You know, I got used to making very fast money. I 
didn't have a, a, a straight enough structure in my life, right? I went to the gym and, you know, I ate decent as, as a young man, you know, when we're young, we don't know any better. We think we're eating good, but I had absolutely no idea. And eventually, you know, it got to a point where this was my life. I was known, everybody knew what I did. I did not keep a low profile. I was in the club all the time, always had a ton of chicks around me, always had a, a you know, VIP table driving around in very flashy, uh, exotic cars just being a complete idiot, no awareness. I had no job. Again, my job was a drug dealer. It's not even like I had a front. And I was playing with fire and hanging around a bunch of other drug dealers. Drug dealers typically hang out with other drug dealers. Inevitably, you know, it got to a point where we were all being watched by the uh, the DEA and the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. There was a joint task force that was assembled to basically take down our crew. And they started taking guys down one at a time, one at a time. And what I became aware of in that dynamic was the fact that this 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 community that I was in, right? You know, went from being one of the most elite, respected military communities in the entire world to a different community of sorts. And what I realized about this community is there was no honor. And I know that might sound crazy to your listeners saying, well, you guys are drug dealers, of course there's no honor. But what was happening is a guy would get caught and then he would set up and snitch on somebody else. And then that guy would do the same and then I, all these people that I thought I knew, I, I realized that they were just cowards, that there was no honor in this community, that they had absolutely no sense of personal responsibility and that, you know, to save their own ass, they were, were willing to basically destroy somebody else's life, destroy somebody else's family simply because they were not willing to hold themselves accountable for their own actions. And that made me sick. It made me sick to the point where it started to keep me up at night because I uh, I knew that I was being watched. I knew that it was only a matter of time before, you know, my number was called and, 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 you know, they kicked in my door. And I really became obsessed with the thought of what my life would look like if I didn't change. And it wasn't going to prison that made me nervous. I wasn't scared to go to prison. It, unfortunately, you know, that I wish I could say that's what it was. It, it wasn't. It was the idea of just going back to feeling how I felt growing up, not being in control of my life, being the kid that, you know, everybody looked down upon. And again, whether, whether or not that was the reality of the situation, that's how I felt. I always felt like I was just, you know, lower than everybody else. It did not feel like, like I was in control, you know, of my own life. And the thought of going back to that dynamic, you know, uh, you know, in my mid twenties, uh, mid to late twenties, 25, 26, 27, when this all started to materialize, just drove me to take massive action to change my life. And I absolutely did not know what it is that I wanted to do. Um, I went to somebody who's a mentor of mine. I asked him very simply, like I put my cards on the table. I told him what I was doing, told him what I had been doing and told him that I want to change, but I have absolutely no idea. Like I, I have absolutely no idea what I want to do, or I don't even know what the first step is. And he gave me two pieces of advice that changed my life and, and, and still does to this day. He told me that I needed to stop hanging out with losers and surround myself with people who are better than me. He said it just like that. And he said that I needed to spend every waking moment. And I had a lot of free time because I was a drug dealer, didn't have a, a job, wasn't going into the office, didn't have a, you know normal hours. He said I needed to spend every waking moment reading books and focusing on my personal development. And I started to do that. And you know, surrounding myself with people who are better than me is a very difficult thing when you don't, when you hang around, hang around low value people, high value people don't want to, you know, be around you or they're not going to let you in. 
this is a question I get all the time. People are like, oh, how do you find the, the right network? How do you get around high value person? Well, you have to become a high value person. But the, the first step with that is you have to remove all the shit out of your life. You have to cut out all the negative people, all the energy vampires, all the people who are just not in alignment with where it is that you want to go. And, and sometimes like, you know, at the end of the day, there's winners and there's losers. And we can get, you know, very specific about what, uh, what the definition of each entails. But at the end of the day, if somebody is not winning, then they're losing. And if you want to win, it's impossible to facilitate that outcome. You can't win if you're surrounded by a bunch of losers. So by surrounding myself with the right information and surrounding myself with the right people, everything started to change. You know, I started to basically create and curate my reality in real time based off the information I was putting in my mind, the actions that I was taking based off the information that I was consuming, and inevitably an opportunity just showed up, essentially manifested itself in my life to start Nutrition Solutions. It's an incredible story. And a lot of it resonates with me personally, because I found that myself, it really wasn't until I got into the personal development, started doing therapy that I actually cleaned up some of the sabotaging behaviors that were were pretty prevalent in my life. And even having gotten into fitness and, and changing my body, that that was a great starting point, but I still found that it was very much rooted in being insecure. And so I was, I was trying to fill that void of insecurities tr- through getting leaner and having abs and all that stuff. But then there was still some self-sabotage that would show up. And it wasn't until I started to learn more about myself that I dove into the personal development, uh, therapy, all that, that I really like found a purpose that was, uh, allowed me to start to sort through some of the insecurities that were driving my behavior. So, um, that's a, good point. That, that's a great point. What you just said, and I think that's important. First of all, I think that there's no more pure, more efficacious form of personal development than fitness, but fitness in and of itself isn't enough. Fitness is half the equation. The other, the other half is, is, is building your mind. You have to build your body and build your mind and you have to invest the same amount of energy into both because I think that, you know, personal development is to the mind, what fitness is to the body and the more we learn about ourselves and the, the the way we think and the reasons why we do the things we do, the greater the opportunity we have to change. And the only way you improve is through change. So for people hearing this, like, oh, well, I don't want to change. Well, you should want to change. We should all want to change because in order to grow, we absolutely have to change. And that's kind of what personal development taught me is that there, it, it's not one book. You're like, oh, what book should I read? It's These are the wrong questions. It's It's not one book. It's not 10 books. Personal development is a journey. It's a journey that is forever. There is no finish line. There's absolutely always a next level to be reached. And the funny thing is I've read over a thousand books. I mean, I, I, I got very serious. About, this is how committed I was to changing my life back then. I mean, I woke up and I read from the time that I got up in the morning to the time I went up or time I went to bed, stopped for the gym, you know, uh, go and grab some food. But I just started, be, I, I got hooked on it very, very quickly because I liked the way it made me feel and I didn't realize how shitty I was feeling or the voids that I'd been experiencing for countless years until I actually started to feel good. But what I actually realized, I wasn't feeling good. I was actually feeling normal because by reading and consuming this information, it was teaching me how to think different. See where we are in life today, where everybody is irrespective of, you know, what stage of the journey they're on. It's a byproduct of how we think. 
How we think determines the standards that we set for ourselves. And if you want to change your life, you have to raise your standards. And the, the easiest way, the best way, the most impactful way to do that is through continuous personal development. Completely agree. And I think when you start asking yourself those questions and, and you start to future pace the, the person that you want to become, that's where change becomes a necessity. There's, like you mentioned, it's not, uh, you know, well, I don't want to change. It's, it's you, if you're not changing, then in my opinion, you're, you're slowly dying. And it's not, it's not the obvious death. It's like death by a thousand paper cuts because it will drag you out. It's just kind of like a lot of times it's acceptable by societal standards, which is what I, I found myself going through that check the box mentality. What's the next thing? Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do because it's socially acceptable. And it, and it internally killed me. And then when I found that there was this internal tension because I wasn't living up to my potential, I wasn't becoming the person that I knew I could become. That's when I would sabotage. And that's always, that was always the catalyst that was like, well, I know that I'm capable of more, but I'm not pursuing it. And then I would kind of, I didn't know how to cope with that. I didn't know how to process it. So I would end up doing something really stupid and then find myself in this ditch, like, shit, how did I end up here? Um, so I, I completely agree. I think that that process for change is, is a necessity. The physical change of fitness is a great starting point. The the personal development is is the mental side of that. And they feed into each other. And like you mentioned it, there's no finish line, which is the most beautiful part of the whole process is that there's always another level. And, and the gift is in the journey itself, as cliche as that is, but that's the reality of it. You learn through the process. Yeah. The, the problem with that saying, it's like the, you know, you got to fall in love with the process and the journey is, is, is whatever people don't want to hear that. And they don't want to resonate that, but that's only because they actually haven't committed to something long enough to validate that. But it is, it it's, it's so fucking true because you can set a destination, you can set a target and, and, and you should, because it's, it's pretty easy to go nowhere if you do not have a destination in mind. But as you continue to work progressively towards that goal or that outcome or that ideal uh, scenario that you aspire to have for your life, you are continuing to work on yourself. And as you continue to work on yourself, you continue to evolve. So whenever you hit that target, you cross that whatever finish line, that marker that you have set, if you're doing it correctly, you would have at that point already set a new higher goal. And that is what's going to keep you, you know, everybody talks about, you know, motive. How do you stay motivated? It's not, it's, you don't, nobody stays motivated. Okay. Motivation is a feeling. It's unreliable. It is fleeting. It, it's, it's, it's simply, if you think about it, right. Anybody who's ever actually needed motivation and been in a very, very low point of their life, if you actually were to think long and think hard about it. Motivation has never been there when you needed it most, and it never will be. And, you know, people talk about the importance of self-discipline and discipline is important. Discipline certainly trumps motivation, but without a purpose, without an objective, without a target, it's very difficult to deploy discipline or have motivation towards just, you know, getting up randomly and taking a, a random sequence of acts towards no specific outcome. You have to know where you're going and you have to work as hard as possible every single day to get there because you don't have time. That's where people fuck up. Regardless of how old you are or are not, you don't have time because whatever you want, there's thousands of other people that want the same fucking thing. And we're all competing at the end of the day. And the harder we work on ourselves, the better position we put ourselves in to live the most fantastic life imaginable with the one and only opportunity that we have here to do, to do it. I think, uh, you know, we often look at currency just in forms of, uh, you know, monetary currency and we'll, you know, we'll hold on tight to money 
and yet will spend time and attention like they're, you know, uh, this unlimited resource where time is more valuable. In my opinion, your attention, where you place your focus is more important, but yet we often just prioritize, all right, well, let me, let me hold on to this money. You can always make more money. You can't create more time. Uh, you can't get back the attention that you wasted on something that wasn't serving you. Um, so, but you know, you, you mentioned, uh, motivation. It's, it's my least favorite question when somebody says, how do you stay motivated? It's like, where did I give off the impression that I'm always motivated? And at what, you know, if you look at any area of your life, there's, there's typically a, a higher level value that's driving the decision to stay consistent with something. You don't show up to work every day because you're super motivated to go sit in traffic and sit in a cubicle or do whatever it is that you do. You go because there's a higher level value attached to that. You need to earn money. You need to earn a living. You want to support your family. You want to provide stability or security. There's always a higher level value. It's no different with your fitness or personal development or whatever you're investing your time and energy into. There's no motivation there. It's just, I value this thing. So I know I have to show up even on my worst day. I want to take a brief pause in this conversation with Chris to tell you about my good friends over at Organifi. As you know, if you've been listening to the show, they released some new products. And I talked to you about the collagen protein that I've been putting in my coffee. And I also talked to you about the magnesium glycinate, which I'm really glad that they released that product because so many people are deficient in magnesium and just have no idea the impact that that can play and how you feel and how your metabolism works and how you sleep. So I highly recommend you check those two out, uh, part of their new product release. The third product is called Digest. And I have been taking this now for the past couple of weeks, and it has made a huge difference in, let's just, let's just rip the bandaid off, in my poop regularity and cleanliness and com- comfort with the, I'm just, you know, we're in the trust tree. Okay. So this is what we talk about. Um, I have noticed a massive difference in the fact that I'm more regular. My poop is coming out in a better shape and cleanliness and it is way more comfortable. And, uh, that is definitely something that I, I have a lot of gut issues. And I've, I've shared that, that story and that journey that I've been on, on this show. So this should not be anything new, but I always love to find little ways to see improvements and digest is something that I just take before meals. And it has absolutely made a difference. If you are somebody that does struggle with some digestive issues, I recommend that you try it and uh, see for yourself because that's the best way to, you know, if you have a problem, you want it solved, you try and you see what happens. Um, But it helps when you have somebody like me who can speak from experience that it is absolutely helping me. And uh, I highly recommend you give it a shot. That product is called Digest. Um, I've also been using their collagen. I've also been using their magnesium. But when it comes to digestive digestion, that has made a huge difference. Of course, I still have my morning routine with my crisp apple green juice and my evening routine with the gold chocolate. Um, our little pop bundle that we created, that's not really a bundle, but we call it a bundle, is the crisp apple green juice, the gold chocolate and harmony, since Mel is obsessed with the harmony Uh, It's a cacao flavor. It's a hormone balancer and also something that I recommend. You get 20% off, 20% off all Organifi products for being a Mind Over Macros listener. So all you have to do is go to Organifi.com slash PopFam. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash P-O-P-F-A-M. 
and use code POPFAM at checkout. You get 20% off everything, everything that they offer, including bundles. So if you want to get like the sunrise to sunset bundle, which includes green juice, red juice, and gold juice, you get a discount. Plus you get the discount on top of that by using code POPFAM. Plus you get a free product, which is their pure product, their focus product. Um, it's a great way to take advantage of extra savings. But if you want to like think about the problems that you have, all right, is it your morning routine? Is it getting in enough vegetables? If so, go with the green juice. If it's sleep, then go with the gold juice. If you need some hormone support, go with Harmony. If you need digestive support, go with the product called Digest, right? So identify what you need the most help with and start there. Or go with a bundle like the Sunrise to Sunset bundle or create your own pop bundle, which would be the crisp apple green, the gold chocolate, and the Harmony. You have options, um, but go to Organifi.com slash popfam and get yourself started because it makes a difference. It's helpful. It creates momentum. You feel better, which means you perform better, which means you have more energy. You can get help with sleep. So many things that are right there at your disposal that you can utilize to make this process easier, more enjoyable. Um, and, and that's the name of the game. So go to Organifi.com slash popfam. Use code popfam for 20% off. And now let's get back to the conversation with Chris Cavallini. Yeah, it's interesting because with the job and you know the office, the corporate environment, these are things that people have to do, right? These are things that people have to do to support themselves, to sustain themselves, to take care of their families. So it is a completely different paradigm when we're talking about working on our fitness goals, working on our personal goals, working to become something more and to create a meaningful life. And when people ask that question, you know, how do you stay so motivated to work on these things? How do you keep up with so many things? What I really think that they're trying to come to terms with is how do you have the energy to do that? How do you have so much energy to keep up with so many things on a very, very high level? And for me, it, it's very obvious. Like most people have low energy. Most people have low energy. And the problem is most people aren't aware about how low their energy actually is. And you don't become made aware of the fact you have low energy until you do something to fix your energy and be rewarded. You know, I think energy is the currency of life. And in order to create more energy so you can then sustain your motivation and sustain your purpose, sustain, you know, whatever it is that you're looking to conquer, you have to take action deliberately every single day to optimize how you feel. And obviously, you know, the, the, the easiest way to do that is via the choices we make with the foods that we're putting in our body. If people really understood just how significantly the food that we eat impacts every area of our being, the way we look, the way we feel, the way we function, our mood, our sex drive, our mental health, the way our body ages. I mean, the food you eat is going to dictate whether you look 10 years older than you are 10 years younger, or, you know, or if you look, you know, some people you see, they're 30 years old, they look like they're in their late forties. This is not by coincidence. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's relative to lifestyle decisions that we're making. And I honestly believe if more people paid a little more attention for a short period of time, all you have to do is you just have to become very aware of what you should be eating because the what you eat influences so much it's irresponsible for you not to have a 
solid baseline understanding of how you should be feeling your body, considering there's just so many areas of one's life that are directly impacted for better or worse. And I do believe that if you know more people actually understood how to feel their body, they wouldn't be out. The, the, the narrative would be different. The questions would be, it wouldn't be a matter of, you know, how do you stay so motivated? It, it would be a matter of, okay, well, you know what? It's time to set a new goal. I have to basically just do more. I have to work harder because every new level requires a different level of you. And you have to be able to deal with stress. You have to be able to work really hard past the point where, you know, all the people around you are, you know, they've already given up or they're already on the couch. And, you know, the, the days that you don't feel like it, those are the most important days because, I think at the end of it all, when, you know, we go to the afterlife, heaven, wherever, you know, whatever happens when our time here ends, I think that if there was like a board that we were confronted with that kind of showed us like all the days that we spent on this planet, it was divided up into two columns, one that had tick marks, the days that we felt like it, and the other one that had tick marks, the days that we didn't feel like it. I think there's going to be, you know, four to five times more days at the end of it all that we didn't feel like doing the things that we are supposed to do than days that we did. I think at the end of the day, people have to understand that you have to do what you are supposed to do, not what you feel like doing. That's where the secret sauce is. That's where the magic happens. And that often is the going to be the difference between winning and losing success or failure. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you're speaking my language with, with how you fuel kind of sets the standard for everything, how you feel, how you perform, how you recover. Uh, and that was something that was very obvious in my own personal journey. Uh, I went from being an athlete to significantly overweight to chronic dieter to trying to get as small as possible. Then, you know, been all over the spectrum when it comes to disordered eating and everything in between and recognize that, you know, my biggest sticking point was always nutrition. It was the way that I was fueling my body. And that was the, you know, the reason why I wanted to create a nutrition coaching business to help people avoid all the same mistakes that I made. Uh, what was the problem that you were, that you identified where nutrition solutions could step in as the solution and, and help people with that fundamental fact of like, you know, there's, there's so many demands that we go through on a daily basis and nutrition fuel, the, the things that we put in our bodies, it's, it's literally the most abundant resource that we have available to be able to meet those demands and continue to have energy and continue to pursue the things that we want. Yeah. So the, the thing is, I mean, look around three quarters of the adult population are overweight, 40% are obese. We have a mental health epidemic going on of global proportion. Every single year, there's 20 million more people that are being diagnosed with depression and prescribed mind altering drugs to, to treat said depression. Clearly, there's a problem in society right now. And I, I think that people would like to think that, you know, certain things happen randomly without just causation, because most people love the fact of being able to just justify being a failure in every human metric possible without having to take any level of responsibility. Oh, I have depression. So I, this, you know, this is not my fault. The reality of it is we know objectively that most most disease is a direct byproduct of lifestyle-based decisions, none more so than the foods that we're putting in our body. So when I started the company, I, again, this, this is 11 years ago, I was in a completely different uh, chapter of my life. I was a different person at that point. I simply wanted an outlet for myself and my friends and people like us to 
be able to rely on to, to be able to eat good, to get in better shape, to have a, a more impressive physique. Cause you know, in my, when I'm 27, 28 years old, I didn't really, I didn't know 5% about what, about what I do now as it relates to nutrition and, and, and fueling my body to optimize. I just wanted to look better, but I didn't want to cook. And a, a lot of the guys that, you know, I knew a lot of guys that I had in my network, they were busy, uh, you know, uh, business owners, a high level of ex executive athletes, people who wanted to look, feel and function their absolute best, but didn't want to spend all the time grocery shopping, cooking, you know, figuring out, calculating macros, doing a bunch of dishes and shit after the fact. So I was just looking for a solution to basically help streamline the process of me getting in better shape. And obviously throughout the journey, things have evolved and, and, and my mentality has evolved. And as I've kind of you know, we've worked with tens of thousands of clients from, you know, we had a guy who was 500 pounds uh, on seven different prescription medications in less than two years, he dropped 275 pounds and was on precisely zero medications. And now he's an avid marathon runner is actually uh, training for his first ultra marathon. We have people like that. We have professional athletes that you see that are competing at the highest level that you see on TV every single week. And then we have everything in between. And the reality of it is people are busy, right? People are busy. People are not educated on this stuff. People are programmed from a very young age through, you know, big pharma, big food, the shitty example that their parents set and the people around them. So most people are unaware about how shitty their diet actually is. They might not be eating pizza and McDonald's every day. And because they're, you know, maybe they're, they're, they're eating what I guess, whatever, maybe they're getting a Subway sandwich or, you know, they go to Chipotle and, and, and this is a, this is a thing commonly that, you know, a lot of like normal people, like outside of the, the realm of fitness and outside of the uh, realm of nutrition, they actually believe that, you know, eating Chipotle is, is advantageous for their health. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that it's, it, it's the, it's the, it's the worst thing that you could eat. It's definitely not the best thing, but it's, if that's the, if that's like the pinnacle of your diet, then that's a problem because the quality of the meat, you, you just, you just simply don't know. We know that they're, they're, they're putting a gratuitous amount of seed oil, you know, in the, in the food. And that's, that's, that's the other problem. Even when eating out, even if you opt for a clean option, I mean, there's a reason why if you order like a grilled chicken Caesar salad, um, eating out at a restaurant, it's going to taste a lot better than if you just made one at home from scratch. It tastes good. That let like the lettuce tastes so good. It's because they literally give it a bath in oil, and and these oils are causing inflammation. The amount of calories in that shit is absolutely incalculable. I read something recently; it was fascinating that said when you see a calorie on or amount of calories next to a certain meal uh, on a given menu, that you can reasonably anticipate that it likely is two to 300 more calories than what they're putting on there. And it makes sense. There's no authority that's going around governing this shit. So I realized that people just don't know how to eat and they don't know how to fuel themselves. I think people, I mean, look, if we gave everybody, man, woman, if we, let's say every man on the planet uh, who's overweight, had a dad bod, you know, is fat as fuck. If we gave them the option to wake up tomorrow and have a six pack, 100% of them would say yes right? If we gave every woman who was overweight the option to wake up and look like a swimsuit model tomorrow, 100% of them would say yes. So people intuitively want to be fitter. They want to be in better shape because 
you know, not just from the physicality standpoint, your, your, your competence, your entire quality of life is tied up in how you feel the comfort that you feel in your own skin. I just, people just don't know how. And, and, and unfortunately we have a lot of forces working against us to keep us fat, to keep us sick, to keep us medicated, to keep us weak. Right. I mean, the, 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 the more of this shit that we eat, the, the, the higher, the probability that we're going to be uh, prescribed some prescription medication that is going to make us weaker and a hell of a lot easier to control. So I, I look at this as like a war and a sense of responsibility that I have. Like I want to provide an outlet for people who want to be in the best shape of their life. They want to eat amazing food. They want to eat the cleanest food, the most nutrient dense food, but they are able to do it in a way where it doesn't feel like dieting. Most people think dieting, they think grilled chicken and rice or grilled chicken and broccoli, tilapia, whatever. Our menu, I mean, we have filet mignon on our menu, bison, elk, venison. Obviously, we have uh, humanely raised poultry, organic produce. We even have protein donuts. Every client in Nutrition Solutions gets a free protein donut in their order. Our Part of our mission is to, you know, obviously get our clients the best results, but we also want to help recondition people around the fact that dieting doesn't have to suck. And if it does, it's likely because you're doing it wrong. And if you're not in a position where you're actually enjoying the food that you're eating every single day, it's impossible to have longevity in a dynamic that you are dreading the next meal or you don't enjoy the meal. The only way you're going to stay consistent and which is the only way to get results is by doing a system of, of eating or exercise or whatever process that you actually enjoy. And we want to basically just provide an option for people that allows them to streamline the process of getting in the best shape of their life without any stress. They it's basically like automating your gains, you know, and, and there's a lot of people out there who, uh, who are really busy and just, they understand the value of their time. And they also understand more so the value in their health. And, you know, I, I think that everybody should be uh, putting a little more priority into the investment of their health and the investment of, you know, the, the, the quality of life that is influenced by their health, because it's more important than anything. It's more important than your family, your job, your kids, it, without your health, you're fucked, right? Like if, if you feel like shit all the time, if you're fat, if you don't, if you, if you wake up in the morning, every, every single day to a reflection naked, that physically fucking disgusts you. And you're starting your day off at that low vibration. That's not a good thing. This is how, like how you start your day absolutely matters. The first hour of the day is going to dictate the trajectory of your day. So if you're starting your day off at a very low frequency and you're in general a low vibrating person because you're out of shape, you're unhappy in, uh, about the fact that you're out of shape. Every time you know you, you, you put something on, you're self-conscious and, and wondering, you know, can people, if you're a guy, like are people seeing like, you know, your man tits, you know, protruding off the side or can they see your muffin tops spilling out the back? Like, this is energy that people are just just deploying every single day to shit that they shouldn't be. You know, that's energy that you could be deploying to work on becoming a better version of yourself. And the thing about it, man, is it's a choice. As, as much as I hate to say it, and as much as that's going to upset some people listening, it's a choice to be fat. And, and, and I know you said a lot of your, uh, you know, a lot of your audience is female. Most of my audience is male. And, 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 and I, I typically speak to the masculine imperative, but I believe, you know, if you're, if you're a man between, you know, 20 to 58 years old and you're not disabled or you're not terminally ill and you're fat, it's completely fucking unacceptable. It's unacceptable because it's a choice. It's a choice that you're making to spit in the face of your creator. 
you know, your, your, your creator puts you here, universe, God, whatever you, whatever you decide to believe in, puts you here for a very specific purpose. And he gave you life. And it is so difficult for me to sit back and, and, and be okay with people that just think that it's acceptable to just piss away the one and only opportunity they have to be on this planet, being fat, being weak, you know, complaining about the fact that they're fat and they're weak. Because the beautiful part about all of this is you can change it and you can change it pretty fucking quick. I'm sure you have countless people that you've worked with that have had insane transformations. I've seen some, I mean, some of, some of the transformations I've seen, like it, the, and I continue to see, it, it continues to make me realize that quite literally anything is possible. The thing about transformation is it can actually happen in a relatively short period of time, provided you first make the adjustment in your mind. If you're able to change your mindset and able to change your mentality and accept responsibility and stop blaming other people and other things and your parents that gave you fat genetics, whatever, if you're able to just look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself the truth, the fact that you're fat, you are not where the fuck you want to be and you allowed yourself to get there. But just like you allowed yourself to get there, just like you were the problem, you are also the gatekeeper that is essentially able to take the productive action to get those problems solved. And you can do it in a very short period of time. And I highly, highly encourage anybody who is thinking about that or, or this resonates with to start taking action. All you have to do is start doing things differently. Where you're at right now is a byproduct of your habits. What what do your habits look like? What, how are you starting your day? How are you finishing your day? If you look within your schedule, you look within your habits, you're going to see why you are where the fuck you are. And if things are going to change, things need to change. And the change absolutely starts with you taking responsibility and understanding that you are responsible for where the fuck you are, but you also have the ability and tools and resources in abundance in 2023 to fix that shit and to do it with the absolute fucking quickness and in the process create a very powerful, inspiring story of redemption that will set a tremendous example for all the people in your life that you care about. Completely. Uh, you know, I always say if nothing changes, if nothing changes. And, and one line that I say frequently on the show is that you just own your choices because if you're the problem, you're also the solution. And that's without judgment, just own all the decisions, all the habits that have led you to this point. And if you're not willing to accept the solutions that are in front of you, the action steps that are in front of you, like you mentioned, it doesn't have to be that complicated. You have uh, nutrition solutions to simplify getting quality meals, quality food into your body. You have coaching programs available. There are things that are there for you to take action like now, not tomorrow, not next week, but right now to take action because that's really the difference maker is there's information everywhere. Yeah. Information is not the problem. It's action, it's implementation, and that's where most people get stuck. So if you're not willing to take the action steps, if you're not willing to put it into practice, then just understand that you forfeit the right to complain about not being where you want to be. You, you nailed it. I, I completely agree with that. And sadly, that's not the case, right? Most people aren't where they want to be, and they're complaining daily about that fact. And in that process, they're actually just reinforcing that just victim mentality. And the problem with a victim mentality is... When you have a victim mentality, most people aren't aware they have a victim mentality, but you can't be happy and you can't make any progress if you posture yourself as a victim. And 
completely agree with what you said. There is no judgment here. I, I would never walk up to somebody and put my finger in their face and say, hey, you're, well, maybe I would if they were a, a friend of mine or somebody I cared about, but I'm not going to go up to some random person on the street and say, hey, you know, you, you're fat and, you know, you're gross and whatever. And, you know, this, this whole fat shaming narrative that is being purported by the legacy media and they're trying to, uh, you know, change names of they're trying to get rid of uh the, the the word obesity now to i guess coddle the feelings of those who are actually obese which is it's ridiculous the the thing about shaming is it's not actually what i think society has conditioned most people to believe it is some of the most powerful dominant warrior cultures in human history had within them deep shame culture because the opposite of shame is pride. And if you are not content, you're not proud of how your body looks, you should feel fucking shame. You should feel fucking shame. And that shame should elevate you to take the necessary action to change the circumstances of your life that you're not happy about. You only get one shot at this. And for anybody listening, I just encourage you to just keep in mind the following. In 20 years from now, you would give absolutely anything to be as young as you are, to be this healthy, to have this much time, to have this much energy. The time is now. You have to start sprinting. People make this mistake and they think they have time. You don't have fucking time. Get out there, level up, and start doing some main character shit today. Completely. Uh, I think you nailed it. I mean, the... the uh Lack of urgency often is what surprises me with, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I've got this life event coming up. I've got this thing. It, you know, now's not the right time. You know, it, it's just you're all you're doing is reinforcing that thought pattern that that there is such thing as a good time. It's like, oh, well, my schedule is really busy, so I shouldn't get started with this program right now. Well, no, that's the exact time that you should get started, because if you bail when it's busy and if you delay when it's busy, that means you're just going to reinforce the pattern that when life gets busy, which it always will be, that you're going to quit or you're going to stop or you're going you're gonna to delay or punt. And if you make that micro commitment to yourself that it doesn't matter what my life looks like right now, I'm just going to start no matter what. Then when things do ease up, you're ahead of the game. You're already way ahead of where you would have been. Um, so. and, and, and just to, just to maybe give a little more value, I'm, I'm sure your audience is very well versed and they understand the, the basics. Maybe you have some new listeners. Maybe there's some people that will come across this just to give some tangible value outside of in making an investment in nutrition solutions or a company like ours or a coaching program, a lot of times, I think the, the best thing that people can do is basically what I did when I started to change my life. I, before I started to do something new, I stopped doing something that I had been doing that was to the detriment of where, I did, where it is I was looking to go. So if the, the thought of you know eating clean and, and if it's just overwhelming because you just have never done it before, you know that there's some things that you're eating right now that you absolutely shouldn't be. And I think a very simple way to start creating momentum is start cutting out things, right? Cut out the soda, no processed food, no, no takeout, no fast food, like clean it up. And in that process, what's going to happen is you're not only going to remove things out of your life and, and no longer be introducing things into your system that are objectively making you fatter, making you sicker, making you weaker, giving you less energy, fucking up your mental health. But now you have to, now you have to replace it with something, right? Cause you have to eat. And if 
these things are off limits, your mind then starts to expand a little and you start to kind of default to other things that you can now be putting in your body and putting them. And then you start to feel a little better. And even if, even if you just, you get 5% of your energy back and get and lose, you know, seven to 10 pounds, which is quite possible in a very short period of time, seven to 14 days. I've seen, I've seen a guy one time who went from, I mean, just eating complete shit. He uh, was recovering from an injury, getting zero movement, sitting on his ass, eating shit all day. He lost 16 pounds in seven days in one week because his body just basically detoxed all of the, I mean, he started drinking water, started eating, uh, you know, the nutrition solutions meals, which are high protein nutrient dense and his body just basically detoxed all this shit that it was holding onto. If you're eating fast food or processed food, just cut the shit out, get all the, like the snacks, the cookies, the chips, all that stuff, get it out of your house, remove the fucking temptation. The easiest way to eat clean food is to have clean food in your house and in your refrigerator. And the, the same can hold true with food that's not good for you, right? Like the sugary snacks, the bullshit, the, the soda. Like if you have that stuff around, you're going to fucking consume it. So get it out of your house and just start making better decisions. I mean, if somebody was just eating like complete shit and they just started eating better for one day and started drinking like a lot of water, you would feel better in just one day. So just imagine, you know, what's going to happen over time when you start experiencing the compounding benefits that, you know, materialize during the process of uh, a fitness transformation. Completely. I always love the simple action step. It doesn't have to be this overhaul of every single thing that you're doing. You don't have to transform overnight. Just take the simple action step that gets the momentum going, even if it's just waking up and drinking more water, having a high protein breakfast, just that simple action step will, will carry over into everything else. Um, so I want to be respectful of your time, but I had one last question on um, with nutrition solutions. How have you been able to balance the convenience factor of being able to deliver meals so I don't have to do all the cooking? I got you know the convenience side of it to save time, the quality of ingredients, and also the taste. Because I imagine that those three things have been tough to kind of navigate. Um, you know, I, I've tried different meals before. I love the convenience. Sometimes I don't always love the taste or sometimes the ingredients aren't that great. And there's always something that I find that gives a little bit. So how have you balanced that uh, with nutrition solutions? Before I give that answer, um, when we get offline here, I would love to get your information. I'll have my team send you an order on me to try. And I would love for you to give an honest review. Um, again, what I'm going to say right now, I would love for you to validate it. But Having a meal option that is convenient, that is highly nutritious, quality, and tastes good is just a non-negotiable in my world, in my paradigm. Is it difficult? I suppose, but it would be a hell of a lot difficult, a hell of a lot more difficult to not have those standards. I, uh, you know, I, I, I maintain very high standards for myself as does my team. And we take what we do very seriously. And I think the, the, the way that, you know, we've been able to really have the, uh, the, the, the quality be something that is on the forefront of everybody's consciousness and everybody's, you know, mind in, uh, with, you know, my team as it were is understanding that, you know, we're not in the business of selling food we're, we're we are in fact in the business of changing lives. And the way that we're able to do that is we have to provide a product that people enjoy enough to stay consistent and 
through that process of consistency, that is when transformation occurs. And we, every morning at Nutrition Solutions, um, prior to the day kicking off, all departments uh, assemble for a morning muster, lined up in military ranks, start off at 90 seconds of gratitude. Right after that, we basically share a win of the day, which is basically a, a testimonial, a review, a client transformation. So we're constantly letting our team see and understand and, and, and just really feel and embrace the, the impact of the work that they're doing outside of what's in front of them every day. Obviously, we have people that are cooking the food. We have people that are uh, assembling the food, ensuring that the portions are accurate. We have our logistics team that are responsible for safely packaging the orders and ensuring that they're in within the specifications of the client's uh, any allergies or preferences, the specific meal plan, and ensuring that it has enough coolant to sustain overnight uh, travel. We overnight uh, all of our orders to our clients because we want to maintain the highest of uh, safety, food safety standards. Everybody understands what's at stake here. Everybody understands that, you know, if 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 we are not focused on quality, then we are losing opportunities to help people change their life. Because regardless of 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 you know how great of shape people could get in from eating nothing but like ground chicken and ground turkey, bland and veggies all day every day. Let, let's be honest. You know, less than. 0.5% of the population can actually do that. And even the ones that can do that, they can only do that for a short period of time, right? This is what bodybuilders do when they get ready for a contest. And then after the fact, you know, they put on 20 to 50 pounds of body fat, as it were. I made it a non-negotiable is the short answer, man. Like I, I, I pride myself on being good. I pride myself on being the best. And I know that we're the best. And I, I again, I'm, I would love to send you uh, an order for, for you to try and uh, hopefully you, hopefully you, uh, you agree. And, and if not, I'd love to hear the constructive feedback because that's how we get better. But it doesn't happen by accident. It happens by, you know, us consciously taking a dedicated effort into improving and, and, and always looking to improve and always looking to make things better, always looking into new ingredients. Over the last, uh, over the last year, we have include, we've incorporated uh, bone marrow and liver on our menus. No other company, no other companies do that none and obviously liver we know is probably the you know heavyweight champion of uh nutrient dense superfoods out there not known to have the, the the greatest of tastes so my team of culinary assassins that's what we call our chefs at nutrition solutions they figured out a way to basically take grass-fed grass-finished liver uh grind it up cook it and then infuse it into grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef to where you don't even taste it. So you're getting the benefit of the liver, but without, you know, some, sometimes uh, liver can have a, a relatively unpleasant aftertaste. Just constantly looking for ways to innovate and just give our clients the, the cutting edge of, you know, what's available and, 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 and what I'm learning about and what I'm doing, you know, with my uh, personal diet, my personal routine, and bone marrow is an, uh, another one. You know, we uh, we find all kinds of different ways to uh, incorporate bone marrow. We have a, a, a bone marrow infused grass fed butter that we offer, as well as uh, a bone marrow infused rice. These are things that are really, really good, and they they they, they offer so many uh, different nutritional benefits. And again, as I'm refining my uh, knowledge and learning more and more about you know what's available, and then again trying this stuff myself, and you know uh, cooperating my blood work 
along with these lifestyle changes that I made or changes to my diet, and I'm seeing the positive trend and the measurable results, I then integrate it into our menu because I want our clients to experience the success and, and, and the benefits, the same benefits as I do. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that answers the question, but it is hard. I'm not going to lie. It's hard, but when you make something a non-negotiable, it, it just becomes the, ba- it's just what it is, you know? Yeah. I love that. And I'd absolutely be happy to give a honest review and everything that I talk about on the show. I usually just talk about from personal experience and um, I rarely ever, I never sugarcoat anything. So I'll, I'll definitely be, be honest about all of that. So I can, I can validate or I can give you some feedback. Yeah, um, Either way. Do, have you ever, uh, do, do you eat uh, elk, venison, bison? Do you ever? I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've, I mean, so we have all, we have all that stuff. I mean, obviously we have the, you know, obligatory, grilled chicken breast, chicken tenderloin, um, you know, ground turkey, turkey. We really emphasize some of these protein superfoods that are extremely nutrient dense, right? The grass, but we have filet mignon. Like I'm not sure if, if you were, uh, how many other companies you've tried, but I know that you haven't tried any company that had filet mignon on their menu. Again, this is something that from like year two, my company was shit and we were so small and it was so hard. I didn't know what the hell. I still don't know what I'm doing, but at least I'm a little more confident now that I will continue to figure it out as I progress. Year two, I, I remember our food being so bad that I was just so embarrassed and just disgusted by it. And I was going through, you know, what everybody goes through when they're starting a business, uh, some growing pains, some challenges. And I remember, you know, not only thinking, but saying this to some people around me, I'm like, you know, one day this food is going to be, we're going to have filet mignon on the menu. Mark my words. And it took about eight years for it to materialize. And at that point I didn't see any path, but I put it out there. And then, you know, a couple of years ago, we incorporated on our menu and people are really surprised when they, you know, sign up for nutrition solutions and they're getting things like filet mignon and they're getting protein donuts. And then of course they're getting these exotic uh, protein superfoods like elk, bison, venison, you know, the grass fed beef and just really helping people understand that you know red meat isn't uh the devil in fact the lack it's, it's far more likely the lack of red meat is um a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of education goes into this and we again are not in the business of selling food we're in the business of changing lives and, and part of that is helping our clients understand why we have what we have on the menu and how it will be advantageous to their health how it will benefit them and you know there's a lot of um a lot of uh, the the narrative around red meat is normal people think that red meat is horrible and should be avoided at all costs and leads to cancer and all that. And, you know, what they fail to realize is the research that's been published on red meat that links it to cancer. It's actually not on red meat. It's on processed red meat, which actually isn't really red meat now, is it? Exactly. You know, we're talking about like the fast food meats, the hot dogs, the fake vegan shit. But again, this is why um, this is why it's important to educate people because unfortunately, there's an agenda to keep us fat, to keep us weak, to keep us sick, to keep us medicated, to keep us easy to control. And I think the the last thing I would just like to say is just knowing that, knowing that you know this system is set up to keep you fat, to keep you weak, to keep you relying on prescription medication, so you are in fact easy to control. That fact, in and of itself, should piss you off enough to want to start making better decisions and start taking the action that you need to become the healthiest, fittest, most dominant version of you. Well said. Uh, well, I'm excited to try, but I have a, a stepson who is a 
red meat fanatic. So anything filet, um, you know, grass fed beef steak, he's all about it. Uh, so I'll, I'll let him, he's, he's going into ninth grade, just started to getting to getting into lifting and is, is now obsessed. So he's That's ready. amazing. The fact that programs now and, um, getting into the high protein diet and it's, Dude, it's when, when I was in ninth grade, I, I was eating like a steadfast diet of, uh, hostess donuts, the little three pack, the, the powder, the cinnamon and the plain ones and like no protein. So he's a hell of a lot further along than I am at that age. So that's, that's, uh, that's exciting. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I didn't, I didn't get into it until shit until I was like 28, 29. So I was, I was late to the game. So he's, he's definitely way ahead. Um, where can everybody connect with you and, and, uh, check out the meals that you have at nutrition solutions. Yeah. Nutrition solutions.com is our website. You can find me on all social platforms at Chris Cavallini, C-A-V-A-L-L-I-N-I. Awesome. And I will post all of that in the show notes. I appreciate your time and uh, we'll stay in touch. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. Thank you.